turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Administration spokesman John Kirby says the Secret Service did the best they could to find the source of cocaine in the White House. Hopefully that uh, there's no uh, other situation here involved in a cover-up. FBI Director Chris Wray is unaware of why the FBI's reputation tanked. If you are a Trump, you'll be prosecuted. If you are a Biden, you'll be protected. The Biden administration forgives $39 billion worth of student loans. This is in direct violation of the Supreme Court's decision. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Monday, July 17th. I'm Mike Scott. Many are left scratching their heads as to the reason why the Secret Service closed the investigation into the origins of cocaine found at the White House, so much so National Security Council's Strategic Communications Coordinator John Kirby took to the Sunday talk shows to defend the decision, saying simply, the Secret Service did the best they could. I can't really speak to the investigation that was done by the Secret Service. Uh, they did the best they could to, to track down uh, how it got there and, and who it might have belonged to, and they just were not able to come up with any forensic evidence that, that proves it. But, of course, look, we take this seriously. That's not the kind of thing we want to see happen. Now, it did happen in a visitor's uh, lobby area out just, just outside the main West Wing, um, uh, so it was tr- a highly trafficked area. We're going to take a look at, uh, uh, at how that happened, and obviously we'll, if there's things we can do to prevent that in the future, certainly we'll do that. Nobody's happy about this. Former Secret Service agent Robert McDonald says that there are still many unanswered questions about how cocaine ended up in the White House. A lot of disheartening information coming out here. You're right. How could this happen? How does something like this happen in the most secure building in the country? How does something like this happen inside of gated walls of 18 acres where we knew exactly what 500 people were in there for a protracted period of time? There are many, many cameras in and around the White House, but there are some nooks and crannies of the White House that are not covered by film. Uh, And that's probably one of the issues here. I think the other issue that we have is that the claim of no DNA or no fingerprints on the baggie has unfortunately led the Secret Service to a dead end here. Now, there are a number of other things that can happen. The review of those visitor logs, the continue interviews happening with White House staff that work in and around the building. You know, a criminal investigation is a reconstruction of the past, of putting the pieces of the puzzle together. I think they're just at a point here now where there are several pieces of the puzzle are not able to be put together to finally get the who done it in this instance. McDonald believes that there are still some ways that the White House can look into how that drug ended up in the West Wing. Well, I think they've come to a point where they don't believe that there's more any criminal investigative value in any of the information they have. 
there are other options for the White House administration to uh, seek information from its employees there to see how this may have happened and continue probing to get information. I think the Secret Service is indicating that they've come to a roadblock with respect to criminal investigative information in the matter. It does seem like it ended a little bit quick, but obviously some decisions were made that this was the direction that they wanted to go in. When asked if there is some merit to the idea of a cover-up, McDonald had this to say. I hope not. You know, those of us that spent a lot of years in the Secret Service uh, participating in criminal investigations, participating in protection assignments, you know, our motto is worthy of trust and confidence. And hopefully that uh, there's no uh, other situation here involved in a cover-up or not giving up information that they may have. I think you're going to see uh, continued congressional oversight and continued congressional uh, questioning with respect to this issue. And I also think you're going to see the Secret Service take an opportunity here to continue to evaluate and reevaluate its policies and procedures. You know, everything that the mm. Secret Service does with respect to protection is based on an incident or something that's happened in the past. So I'm hoping that the Secret Service will take right. this opportunity to reevaluate itself, reevaluate its measures, and to continue to develop a very positive and productive product for what we're tasked with doing. Former President Donald Trump, the current frontrunner for the Republican presidential nomination, weighed in on the controversy, calling it, quote, a two-tier level of justice, end quote. At least three have been killed in raging floodwaters in southern Pennsylvania, as much of the East Coast has been getting drenched with heavy rain. As searchers spread across Bucks County, we get the very latest from our Daybreak Insider, Jackie Quinn. The weather's been devastating for much of the Northeast, already hit with flooding. But now there's a tragic situation in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. At least three adults were killed when their cars were swept away in rushing water in the Washington Crossing area. And the search is on for several others missing. Authorities say that community got up to seven inches of rain in less than an hour late Saturday. Heavy rain is also disrupting flights at airports in the greater New York area, and several bridges and rail lines remain closed in Vermont, damaged by rain and flooding there. I'm Jackie Quinn. According to FBI Director Christopher Wray, who testified before the House Judiciary Committee, the charges of FBI politicization and weaponization are due to, quote, the one or two investigations that capture all the headlines, end quote. He also seemed genuinely surprised by poll numbers that show many Americans have a low opinion of his agency. During the hearing, Republican Representative Wesley Hunt of Texas pointed out the poor approval numbers of the FBI and what many believe is a two-tiered justice system. A recent poll found that 37% of Americans have a positive view of the FBI. And that's from an NBC poll. I wouldn't exactly call that uh, right media propaganda. And I think I know why. Here's what the American people know and believe about the FBI today, sir. If you are a Trump, you'll be prosecuted. If you are a Biden, you'll be protected. And the American people that I represent are sick and tired 
of this double standard. It seems like every single hearing that we have in this room, we talk about the two-tiered justice system of Biden's DOJ and the FBI. And as we were talking earlier, here we are again. President Trump endured an unprecedented raid at his home in Mar-a-Lago. President Biden's home, however, was respectfully browsed. President Trump is facing up to 400 years in federal prison for allegedly being in possession of classified documents he obtained as the commander-in-chief of these United States of America. And meanwhile, President Biden is facing no charges for the classified documents he had held at his time as a senator and a vice president, not the president of these United States of America. And last I checked, he had no legal authority to declassify those documents. The hearing with Ray seemed to highlight what some critics have been saying for some time. The top echelon of the FBI often engages in bad judgment and poor behavior when they routinely strip cases from field offices and give them over to D.C. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio joined the Salem Radio Network and points out the differences between FBI investigations into Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. We interviewed uh, Stephen D'Antuano, who was the the former head of the Washington field office. He was running the Washington field office of the FBI when they raided President Trump's home. And during his deposition, he told us, he said, look, I I said to the the folks at, at, at Maine Justice, I said, Where's the U.S. attorney? We're not supposed to be running this stuff out of headquarters. Didn't we learn that from crossfire hurricane? And they said, well, we're going to run it out of headquarters. He said, why are we going to do a raid on the president's home? Why don't we just keep working with his lawyer? Why don't we just stick with the accommodation process? His lawyer's talking to us. They're talking with us. Why don't we do it that way? No, we're going to go search his home. So it wasn't done the same way. It was definitely done different with President Trump. And the guy, the, the, the top agent at the Washington field office said, let's, let's, continue to do the accommodation process, which is certainly what happened with Clinton. After all, her lawyers got to look at all the emails, decide what emails the government got, got to see with President Trump. They go down and raid his home. And, and the, the top agent was saying, let's, let's do the same process with President Trump, but they wouldn't do it that way. Jordan believes there are two tiers of justice based on political affiliation. If you're a Democrat, and you're connected, you're Biden, you're Clinton, whatever, And it's a different set if you're a Republican, you're conservative, or maybe more importantly, if you're President Trump. The Ohio Republican says that, in his opinion, after the FBI lied to the FISA court during one investigation, it taints all of their investigations regarding Donald Trump. Back during Cross for Hurricane, Kevin Kleinsmith lied, altered a document that was taken to the FISA court that helped them get the warrant to spy on President Trump's campaign. So we, we, we shouldn't. You know, we hope that didn't happen. I don't necessarily think it did happen, but you can't dismiss it because it's happened before with the FBI dealing with President Trump. Jordan believes that the media isn't reporting on the issues within the FBI because, in his opinion, they're carrying water for the Democrat Party. It is frustrating, uh, but, you know, the mainstream press is, is they're not the press anymore. They're just they're just advocates for Democrats. They're they basically are. part of the Democrat Party. And it's it's sad that that's the state of affairs in our great country, but but unfortunately it is. And so, again, Bob, and I, I don't say this because we're on your show and, I, and, and because we're friends or anything. I just I say because it's true. It's important for folks like you who, to give the full picture, which you do, and, and, and others around the country who do. That, that is important for our, for our republic, for our democracy, for how things work, that you have folks who will give 
the full picture. And you're, you're willing to say both sides. You're willing to criticize Republicans as well, but you're given the truth. And we need more people in the press uh, in the media who are willing to do that. We just the mainstream press is just just they just don't. They're cheerleaders for the Democrats. And critics of the FBI's alleged partisan application of the law say that while the House GOP's investigations are a good starting point, there needs to eventually be more than just expressing outrage. Critics suggest that the FBI needs to be restructured or, at the very least, new leadership put in place. Iowa's governor has signed one of the strongest pro-life laws in the nation. We get more on this from our Daybreak Insider, Keith Peters. Iowa's pro-life law banning most abortions after about six weeks of pregnancy has been signed into law as a judge considers abortion supporters' demands to put the restrictions on hold. The new legislation prohibits almost all abortions once cardiac activity can be detected, which is usually around six weeks of pregnancy. Keith Peters reporting. In a surprising move, the White House moved to remove the student loan debt of more than 800,000 borrowers. More breaking news that happened 90 minutes ago. The Biden administration is canceling $39 billion in student debt. For more than 800,000 borrowers, Education Secretary Miguel Cardona is saying this. For far too long, borrowers fell to the cracks of a broken system that failed to keep accurate track of their progress towards forgiveness. The White House plan would wipe away the remaining balances of student loan borrowers who are on income-driven plans and have made payments for 20 or 25 years. Experts estimate that the debt forgiveness would eliminate about $39 billion in loans. Chicago Federal Reserve President Austin Goolsbee doesn't think that forgiving $39 billion in loans will really impact the economy much. As you know, the the Federal Reserve studiously stays out of, by rule and by principle, stays out of the political fights. So I have no I have no insight or knowledge of of what their legislation is doing. If th- this matter about student debt forgiveness is of front rate concern to those students. But if you take the macro economy, it's not a it's not a materially large number that would make you think it's going to change the inflation rate or change the unemployment rate. However, Republican Representative Lisa McLean of Missouri believes President Biden is again violating the decision on student loans that was just made by the Supreme Court. Unfortunately, President Biden just announced by that by the stroke of his pen, he is going to forgive $39 billion in student loans this morning. Now, let me be clear. This is in direct violation of the Supreme Court's decision just two weeks ago that blocked his student loan forgiveness plan. 
But I guess the president has no respect for the constitutional authority of the Supreme Court. And apparently, he has no respect for hardworking taxpayers that are going to foot this bill. Because education isn't free, someone pays for it. Last I checked, the students or the teachers don't work for free. It's you, the taxpayer, who actually paid your student loans that are now going to pay for somebody who doesn't want to pay their student loans. Meantime, the Education Department said the secretary is considering other ways to provide debt relief for other student loan borrowers who are seeking relief. After the Supreme Court struck down the previous plan proposed by the Biden administration, President Biden then said he would try using a different authority, the Higher Education Act of 1965, to launch a new program. Big Brown makes strike preparations. Union workers are making picket signs. Daybreak Insider's Ron DeRockstra has the very latest on the potential strike of the UPS workforce. UPS is gearing up for a possible strike a little more than a week after contract talks between the company and the union representing 340,000 workers broke down. In anticipation of a walkout, Big Brown says it will begin training many of its non-union employees in the U.S. to step in if picket lines go up by the end of the month, which the Teamster represented UPS workers vowed to do if no contract agreement is reached. Rhonda Rockstra reporting. The World Health Organization is getting some major pushback from the FDA. More on the brewing fight over aspartame From our Daybreak Insider, Tasha Stevens. The FDA says aspartame is safe after the World Health Organization claimed the artificial sweetener could be possibly carcinogenic to humans. The FDA said their scientists have no concerns about the sugar substitute as long as people do not consume more than the daily recommended limit, which is 75 packets per day. The FDA also said the World Health Organization used studies that had significant shortcomings to come to their conclusion. Tasha Stevens reporting. And... Finally, according to police in an Ontario town, a man was pulled over for impaired driving and he had a strange passenger, a baby raccoon. In Huntsville, OBP came across a surprising passenger while making an impaired driving arrest. Ontario Provincial Police tweeted that officers in Huntsville arrested a man for allegedly operating a vehicle while impaired. OPP say the driver had a baby raccoon with him in the car. Police say they made the arrest after members of the public reported the driver. The raccoon is on its way to the Aspen Valley Wildlife Sanctuary. Police did not say why the driver had the raccoon with him. The 39-year-old driver was arrested after police responded to a call about an impaired driver in a parking lot. The driver faces charges including operating a motor vehicle while impaired and having cannabis readily available. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.